Hello, everybody. We are back. It is the hybrid life. And today's episode, we are going to talk about travel sports and kids sports in general. Uh, This was a Facebook Live, social media live broadcast, but we had some technical difficulties with the Facebook and the new setup. So I've had so many people ask me about it that I am going to turn it into our first podcast. We are back from a long break. That is not going to happen anymore. We are putting out new podcasts every single Monday, starting with this one. So without further ado, the new hybrid life. Let's go! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. What's up, everybody? We are back. We're live. Well, we're not really live, but I'm live. I'm hyped up. I'm been, I I could not wait to start a new podcast. Um, We will go back into what's been going on over the past six months with uh, me, Hybrid Fit Club, um, you know, everything that's going on in general with life. But uh, today is going to be more of an impromptu podcast that we're putting out. It was a Facebook Live, uh, social media live. It was on our Instagram and our Facebook. We had some technical difficulties with the Facebook, so a lot of people, uh, quite honestly, asked me uh, if there was a way to listen because they didn't have Instagram, so I said, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to turn it into our first back podcast. So we are back, and uh, I appreciate you all for listening. As always, our podcast is brought to you by Hybrid Fit Club Online, the best coaching, training, and nutrition program you can get on the internet. Go to www.hybridfitclub.com for more details. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast when I'm going to give details on three three-month memberships we are going to give away for free and why we are doing that. It is a really good story, so I hope you pay attention and get in on that. It is a really, really good value, and uh, we really hope people take advantage of it. I'm really not going to talk very much uh, going into this, but uh, I'm just going to really cut right to the chase and uh, plug in the Facebook Live that we recorded and uh, didn't go through. So uh, any questions, comments, please feel free to send us a message. And uh, again, I'm going to reference most of this podcast and the idea for it came from um, uh, a colleague of mine, Dr. Kelly Sturette, and his podcast, The Ready State, on iTunes and Stitcher. You can check it out. I highly recommend that you listen to the Eric Cressy episode, which is the one we reference in this podcast. If you have any kids in sports, uh, playing travel or just regular, uh, you know, rec ball or um, playing on teams in town and stuff, I highly, highly recommend you listen to that episode, if not all of them. Um, 
I'm a podcast junkie, and that is one that I listen to on a regular basis. So uh, without um, going into too much terrible detail, I'm just going to plug it in and uh, hope you like the podcast. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Every single review is greatly appreciated. So, uh, again, thanks for listening, and I hope you like this week's episode. Check it out. So, I said earlier in the week, uh, I'm going to uh, touch on kids' sports, and uh, I got the idea from listening to, uh, first of all, I'm a podcast junkie. I listen to roughly 10 or so a week. Um... The one I've been listening to a lot is because he puts out uh, 10 episodes at a time. So I was listening to Dr. Kelly Sturette's The Ready State, and he had somebody on there that I really like. Uh, his name's Eric Cressy. He owns a, um, it's mostly a baseball training facility in Massachusetts and Florida. And um, they were talking about training kids and kids' sports. And I've been saying this for years now, but it's good to hear somebody that um, I I consider a, a peer and somebody that is very uh, high up in the fitness realm, um, the things that I do, uh, saying that travel sports, year-round sports, is absolutely killing um, kids. Uh, athletically, and there it's absolutely a, a problem now with travel teams and year-round teams. So the problem being is that when you play year-round, you get into pattern movement patterns of that specific sport, and you rarely delve outside of that pattern because it's really the only thing that the kid's doing over and over and over again. So. For instance, throwing. And I'm going to reference baseball a lot because baseball is the number one culprit of um, year-round sports and injuries related to year-round sports. So throwing a baseball is the most violent thing you can do in any sport, and it's done over and over, especially as a pitcher. Pitching is basically having a car crash in your shoulder every single time you throw a ball. So... You take that into perspective when a kid is playing year-round in states like here in Arizona, Florida, um, even now in cold-weather states where they have domes and they're playing indoors because the littler kids don't have to be on big, giant fields. They can play in indoor facilities, and they're just throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing. And they're not doing things to uh, strengthen. They're just throwing. So that in and itself is bad, but doing it over and over again for months at a time, years at a time, will lead, it's not even a question, it will lead to overuse injuries. So being able to move in different planes and do different sports is going to directly and indirectly help um, your athletic performance in the sport that you play the most or the sport that you're the best at. So getting kids into like gymnastics or 
even dance if they're dancing doing things like that but you know primarily playing other sports if you play baseball play basketball play soccer play football flag football that's a whole different um conversation with tackle football but uh doing that kind of stuff will make the kids a better athlete and okay so let's take worst case scenario you as a parent your kid doesn't want to play other sports and um because of that you're forced or you're put in a position to where you want the kid to play year-round find and it's going to be hard because i don't really think there's many out there but find a place that or a team that develops uh the athlete as an as an athlete not just play 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 but actual off-season development so what I'm trying to do out here is talk to um, baseball travel teams. And, look, it's become a big business. Sports is a big business. Travel sports big business. Baseball teams are charging by the year. So it could cost you anywhere from 1500 to $5,000 for an entire, entire year to play baseball. So obviously, if you're putting in, investing that much money, then it's going to be hard to put a kid in another sport or deviate from that team or leave that team for an extended period of time. So the key for that would be finding a team that is into development. So off-season is off-season. You're training, you're learning, the kids are learning how to move better, especially at younger ages. If they could move better, they'll be less injury they'll get better at sports and they give their arms and the movement patterns of that sport a break so play playing year-round game after game after game after game not giving a kid a break will lead to a host of different things that could end up being something that could turn out to be bad in in the long run so playing other sports getting on a team that is in development and not into just playing. Um, and like I said, kids' sports is becoming a, a business. So, you know, there's there's actually coaches coaching um, that are professionals, and they're professional coaches. So that costs money. the The programs need to make money, so they're charging an exorbitant amount of money. You travel all over the country, play here, there, everywhere. Um, cold weathers are going to warm weather states to play. It's a business. And the only way to combat that as a parent is to put the, like, lay the law down with your, with your kids, uh, with the coaches of the kids' team and say, look, I, I'm not letting my kid, you know, we're taking time off. We're going on vacation. He's going to play other sports. If your kid is good enough and he develops in the offseason, he's going to be on a team he's going to be a good player he's going to be a better player than if he was just staying on the same team and playing year-round um i i want to reiterate if 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 you guys are have kids in sports and you're playing travel ball take it's a 45 minute podcast take a 45 minutes out of your day or on a drive go on your itunes or the stitcher app and look for the ready state. And I don't remember what episode it is, but the Eric Cressy episode is really a really good um, 
it's really good information if you have children playing sports. It's a really good way. It teaches you or at least opens your mind up to thinking differently when it comes to kids playing sports. Um, so, and this is where I got the idea. So, Eric Cressy owns a facility in Massachusetts and Florida. He did a, well, it's not really a study, it's an inadvertent study, but his Massachusetts um, facility, when it was by itself, had uh, baseball kids that were developing greatly, and they would stop baseball altogether in October, obviously because of the cold weather. They would have six months off, and in that six months, they played other sports, they uh, came back to the facility, say, uh, mid to late February, and started developing throwing patterns, movement patterns, strength, to lead up at least, it's, it's a good 10 weeks until the baseball season actually starts. And what was happening is his guys, it, Massachusetts was one of the best states for years to having kids drafted because these kids were doing other things besides just playing baseball. You fast forward to like 2014, I believe, when he opened his Florida facility, and these kids literally play year-round. They have no break, and the coaches force, and the high school coaches and travel team coaches almost make it impossible to take time off from the, the team because as a parent, you don't want your kid to get behind the eight ball or be put back on a list of you know, depth charts because they weren't playing. So these kids are forced to play year-round, which means throwing year-round. Now, they thought they were doing something good while they were spreading the season out longer so you would be playing two games a week instead of all weekend in a condensed space. But what that did was the kids in Florida were getting 30, 40 innings on their arm before professional baseball pitchers even reported the spring training. That mindset is, there's something wrong with that mindset. There's no reason a kid that young should throw that much, and, and, and these teams want to win. So what happens is they have one, two, or three kids that pitch all the time, and they have nothing else. Because their games are so spread out, they're allowed to roll the same kids out there. And that causes, obviously, overuse injuries from doing that again. And again, 30, 40 innings, no kid should have that before March. It's just so one of the things we do when we're when we're um, giving questionnaires and doing movement screenings on our athletes is if they're a baseball player, we ask them how many innings they threw in the previous year, and the numbers we've been getting is crazy. So what we want to do is try and dial that back and develop from the ground up a strength base so their arms can go through that wear and tear better I'm not saying it's going to be the best way to do it because innings are innings and you can't prevent that but trying to get ahead of the problem instead of exacerbating the problem is what we are trying to do so you want to establish some some strength from the ground up um, work on shoulder and core mobility and this goes for all overhead athletes females with volleyball is becoming a year-round sport, swimming, um, tennis, all that stuff. It, it's all overhead movement. So you want to establish some sort of 
strength in that area, okay? So uh, my, my point is the parents are the solution. They, they are also the problem, but they are definitely the solution. Coaches are the number one problem. Coaches that coach these teams, and this is a generalization, not every coach is like this, but the majority are because it's their livelihood and they want teams to run all year. So if they're not preaching development, they're pre preaching play, 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 play. Parents have to put their foot down. Parents have to get their kid in a situation that's going to be successful for everybody, not just for the coach that's running the kid out there over and over again. All right. And, and, you know, over the last three years since I've been back in Arizona, we've had 21 athletes come through the gym. So I've spoken with many, many, many recruiters. Um, and to a T, I'll give you an analogy. So one guy told me if I have two kids that are equal talent, doesn't matter what sport it is, but this sport happened to be basketball. If, if they're both equal in talent, one kid is a year-round kid, one kid's played multiple sports, 10 out of 10 times, they're taking the multiple sport kid for a lot of reasons. One, for the things I was saying earlier, they're gonna be more athletic, less susceptible to injury. Two, it's a mental thing. More and more kids now are quitting college athletics because they're burnt out. They've been playing year round since they were 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. They're sick of it. They have a bad relationship with the mentality of sports and they correlate it to either a job or something that's negative and they're just sick of it so as they become older playing college they get to be adults they quit and it, it happens all the time and actually I have personal experience with that and it's something that overuse over playing and doing things that um, may not be exactly what the kid wants to do takes a toll so recruiters are trying to get away from recruiting kids. I mean, obviously it's inevitable. They're going to have to take kids that play year-round, but if there's a choice between two kids and when they're similar, they're going to go with the multi-sport kid almost every time. If you're good at something, you will have a place to play. So it's better to get better than to just keep playing and trying to beat, uh, for lack of a better term, beat a dead horse. If you're going to just keep playing and playing and playing and playing, what are you going to get? 1%, 2%, 5% better? Is that really going to do, be something that's going to you know, improve you as an athlete? Or is taking the time to train and becoming 25% better, 50% better, 300% stronger, make you a faster runner, make you jump higher, make you move quicker, uh, 100% will make you less likely to get injured. And that's, that's a fact. So I have this somewhere. Um, there was a study that, that uh, no, we'll get back to that. It's a different note. I'll, I'll get back to that. So um, a couple things. If you want your kid to be a better athlete, there's two things you could do right now, today, has nothing to do with, with the sport that will make them better than 90 to 95% of all the athletes that they're up against. One is sleep. Eight hours or more a night. I know that's tough. Kids like to stay up late. Now with all their gadgets and stuff, it's harder for them to go to sleep. I mean, I'd say plus or minus 30 minutes from seven and a half hours, so seven to eight hours, but eight hours for kids I think is much better. Number two is good nutrition. Doesn't have to be great, 
just good. If it's good, it's still going to be 100% better than most kids that eat. And good nutrition will help when they are training um, build more muscle, get stronger, and, again, be ahead of their competition. And so it gets back to what I was going to say. A study was done. Kids, teenagers that had that had six hours or less sleep were 1.7 times more likely to get injured in the sport that they're playing. This is a fact study. This isn't just like, uh, let's do a study to see what manipulate to get the answers we want. This is a study that, I mean, we preach this to all of our members, not just our athletes, but kids, more importantly, you recover when you sleep, you're more alert when you sleep, you have more mental focus and clarity when you sleep. So people take sleep for granted. And like I said, you want your kids to be better than their competitors? Sleep, eat better. Not great. Kids are still kids. They still got to eat the shit that they want to eat sometimes. But if you try and get some vegetable or two, some lean meats and proteins and really good fats in every meal, it's going to be a win-win for both you as a parent and the kid on the athletic field, okay? Um, And I'm going to touch on this again. So... Kids have to correlate, and it's like food. So food, you know, food isn't just a meal plan. You look at something, you eat it. Most people use food as a mental thing. So you have to have a good relationship with food. If you only eat when you're stressed, if you correlate eating to being in a bad mood and you overeat, overeat, you have a bad relationship with food. The same can be said with sports and kids if you have a parent that's badgering their kid all the time oh you had a shitty game you should have did this you should have did that you should have did this they're going to grow up resenting the sport that they're good at and that they used to enjoy and as time goes on and that keeps happening they're going to lose interest in the fun part of the sport and it turns into just being uh, more of a a chore for them or a job and it's something that sports should not be uh, I have first hand experience in this when I was growing up it was a mix of both worlds my dad was fairly um, he was fairly hard on me when it came to sports and it was also something that I loved to do all the time so I had a, a love-hate relationship with it at times you know I've, I've grown up to you know really use sports as a method to teach and coach and keep playing and doing things and having fun but the flip side could have happened you know I played multiple sports so I don't run into the situations that kids run into nowadays when they're playing football year-round in Texas and baseball year-round in Florida and basketball year-round in, in Arizona or wherever the case may be so it's become more of a, a thing now than it used to be and the the most important thing is to try and correlate fun with the sport support your kids i'm not talking about give every kid a friggin' trophy or participation or all any of that bullshit there should always always be wins and losses kids should win kids should learn how to lose and this participation stuff is is junk but 
sports does a lot more than just being good at the sport that that they that they're um, playing in. It teaches, you know, uh, sportsmanship is a touchy subject for me anyway. You know, it's always good to be a good sport, but I always used to say, find me a good loser, you find yourself a loser. But <laughs> that's a different that's a different thing. Um, kids, you know, you learn, like I said, how to be a good teammate. Some kids learn how to lead. Some kids learn how to uh, be social with others. Sports, I think, is a must for kids growing up. doesn't matter if they're good or bad. Um, keep playing different sports until they find something that they're good at, and, and I think that would go a long way. You know, I have I have an example of, of the year-round thing. So I have two athletes, really good friends, um, Jake and Garrett. They're both basketball players. They play year-round. Garrett, when he came to see me two years ago, could barely touch the net at 6'3", and to get him into a perfect squat body weight would be... A difficult challenge okay Jake a little bit more better a uh, little bit more better little better at movement and being in athletic positions also very weak so we'll fast forward to now Garrett much much stronger as an athlete has offers from Ivy League schools can put the ball behind his head and dunk best three-point shooter in Arizona last year he because of what he has done in the gym has created a mindset of um, being more confident in his abilities and strength wise the what strength does to you mentally translates to the basketball court he is if you took looked at him two years ago and today a completely different player if you cut his head off you wouldn't even know it's the same person he is like it's night and day all right we'll talk about Jake Jake was a little bit more advanced um, two years ago than Garrett. They both progressed at around the same um, space. Um, Jake, two days before he was about to sign his letter of intent, tore his ACL. Bad turned out to be good. That Since that time, it's been, it'll be nine months this month, he's put on 25 pounds of muscle. He can two-hand dunk off two feet at eight months, which is the doctor was could not believe it. He's under 10% body fat, and this time off from playing basketball has made him. Uh, I mean, his his max deadlift used to be 225-ish, and now yesterday he did 285, uh, eight sets of three. So the strength that he has gained is going to transition to basketball phenomenally and just by taking this time off and being able to train, eat properly and sleep, he's become a better player. And that was an extreme situation that turned into a good thing. So you, you can see where I'm going with when it comes to, you know, training at, for development as opposed to playing year round. If Jake would have just kept playing, if he didn't take that time off to just train and be a stronger athlete, he would come back in a worse scenario than he's going to be coming back into now. The injury is going to end up being a blessing in disguise. And it's a, it's a good analogy of a player 
for things sort like baseball. You take a pitcher, a 13-year-old, 14-year-old, 15-year-old pitcher, high school pitcher, that throws and throws and throws on his travel team. Say off-season comes, no baseball. Find a place to train, only train, develop more leg strength, more dynamic strength, learn how to become hip-shoulder separations, um, and come back throwing. And this sounds crazy, but it's 100%. I've seen it done. My athletes have done it. Come back from an off-season 5 to 8 to 10 miles an hour faster on their fastball. What is a better thing, that or playing and playing and playing and playing? You're not going to develop as a pitcher playing for a year straight. You're not going to become a better pitcher, throw harder, playing for a year straight. You're still going to know how to pitch if you take the time off and get better as an athlete. That's just the way it's going to be, okay? So one thing I, one last thing I want to touch on is strength and conditioning for girls, okay? It's... I, I don't know. It's a thousand times better than it used to be. Girls never used to train. Um, now girls, it's cool to train, which I love. It's really something that girls are embracing. But it's still a, really a fraction of the girls, um, young athletes, middle school, high school girls. I mean, if, if, if a girl really wants to be good at her sport, they, and they start a really good strength and conditioning program and a movement program that teaches them how to land on jumps better, how to move side to side, how to become strong side to side. They do that. They will be so far ahead of the game of their peers. It's unbelievable. So what we're going to try and do is I'm going to try and find some coaches, some girls that played sports that really want to get involved in strength and conditioning. And we're going to go out and we're going to try and find the middle school and the high school and the in-college athletes that want to train the right way, become better athletes from the ground up and then get them you know ahead of the curve for their for their sports um so like i said summarize everything try try do what you can to make your kid developmentally better in the off season instead of just playing if you need help with that reach out send me an email kevin bay at hybridfitclub.com um we've had 21 athletes in three years all 21 athletes have either gotten a full scholarship or now play professional sports. It's not... Uh, if you don't want to use this, and that's totally fine, I can help you find people in your area that I know. I have a great network of professionals that would be more than happy to help out anybody I send them. You know, some people need the hands-on stuff. I totally get that, and I would be more than help, happy to... Um, to do that for anybody that reaches out to me. So, uh, again, kids' sports is supposed to be fun. They need to do other things besides that sport. And if they're not, they need to be developing when they're not playing sports. All right? So I'm going to try and do this more often. Um, podcast is going to be back soon. We're in our new digs, so it's going to be a lot easier. And uh, appreciate anyone's looked watched or listened all right have a good one see ya i hope you got a lot out of that you know trying to get kids involved in sports is something that is something i'm passionate about and making it something that they enjoy is even more important in my opinion so 
again, if you like everything you've heard, please share our podcast. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. And please, please, please share it with anybody that you know. Everything is greatly appreciated, especially on our social medias. Tune in next week. We'll be back. We have interviews lined up for this year. I cannot wait to get back to all of you. And again, thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Peace.